Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook enjoy today's broadcast this is Bobby Thomas leading executive of the Urban Glory Commissioners League we are the financial support of the work of this great ministry and organization I've been a supporter of this ministry in time talent and treasure and I ask you to consider doing the same Whatever the amount, give from your heart and know that the leadership of Urban Glory Campaign appreciate your gifts and the Lord himself will bless you beyond measure. Visit www.paypal.me forward slash Urban Glory Campaigns and give today. Thank you for listening. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns, coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us. Connect with us online. We are on just about every social media platform. Find us on Facebook by searching Urban Glory Campaigns, on Twitter at Urban underscore Glory, and on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the Music Association. Epic Night is coming, February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence, catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association, and inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend LaVon Breland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202 630 for UGC, that's 202-630-4842, or visit www.urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com.
you is by Urban Boy Music Association You Connect member Philip Carter. For bookings and or to purchase his music, please visit www.philipcartermusic.com. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Levon Breland, founder of Urban Glory Campaigns and host of Urban Glory Radio. I'm delighted to be with you on the broadcast tonight. We do have a lot of information to cover. We are beginning a, a new series. Really, it's not that new, but it is um, essential to our season that we are in. Amen. And so I want to. I don't want to delay, but I definitely want to make certain that we we grasp the concepts in which we are going to be discussing for the next few uh, sessions. Amen. Let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to give us utterance uh, this this evening. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on that Holy Spirit, who is the educator and guide, giving me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and in everything that shall be revealed, you be glorified, for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, Romans ten seventeen says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The challenge for us today is to be able to hear like we've never heard before and to receive what the Spirit has to say to the church. I do dare believe that if we in the body of Christ would would dare take a, a, a more aggressive approach to learning the Word of God, learning how God communicates through His Word, um, we will we will definitely see a greater appreciation to the things that He has purposed us to achieve. I like to awaken this subject and this subject matter on faith with uh, with cautioning you that as we look at faith, I would I would admonish you to just kind of unprogram yourself. You know, take a fresh outlook by shutting off what you think you know about faith and then approach it from a from another angle and a bit. Um, sometimes the appreciation of other conversations will awaken revelations, and it will cause your your life to be enhanced and developed. But you have to be able to shut off what you think you know, and and then receive from a pure place, and that is the um, goal of of this study, the philosophy of faith. Now, originally when I went to go to do this study, I I wanted to just use the word philosophy as a as a throw-in to provoke us not to be scared of big words, but to actually look at it. And 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 I know, and, and really the concept can be canon uh, in the concept of a quest for knowledge. You know, philosophy is a quest for knowledge. 
But then I began to look deeper into uh, this this thing of philosophy, and I've heard people discuss it. But when it comes to faith, you know, people have challenged it, that faith is not a philosophy. Yeah, faith may not be a philosophy. It's much more powerful. It is the reality of God manifested toward humanity, um, expressed in a multifaceted function, um, where it works um, not only um, for our life, but it also works through law, and it also works through love. And so as we begin to unlayer those elements, we're going to find out that God's philosophy of faith reveals the plans of God, the power of God, you know, but it also unlocks the promises of God. And so in the next three lessons, we'll cover each one of those one by one. But in this one, I want to give some foundational concepts on faith. And faith must first be uh, received as something that can stimulate your cognizant or your conscience or your, or your thought process. So I've entitled this lesson, Perception Meets Faith. You know, um, one of the one of the um, one of my favorite classes that I I took in college uh, years ago was human growth and development, and one of the areas in which I concentrated on was the cog- cognitive development of a child from adolescent teenage years to adulthood. How they begin to, as they get older, peel off of the 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 ruts that keep them in a childlike state. Some people have a harder time. Um, um, progressing into that childlike state, but it really is is really due to their parenting, really kind of unlocking uh, levels of trust and unlocking levels of responsibility and uh, unlocking uh, levels of consequences outside of their governing that really kind of pushes the child into a confidence of being able to establish their reality on their own. And it's really a series when we've studied uh, philosophy of uh, or human growth and development, the cognitive phases uh, of adolescence to adulthood is really manipulations that are really being torn away. Uh, because when the child was under the governance of, a, of, of an adult supervision, they were forced to function in certain realms and realities. They were forced to obey their parents. They were forced to um, um, observe uh, learning and, and observe um, things that they were exposed to through the educational system and through society with respect to authority. But as they begin to, um, evolve, uh, for lack of better words, evolve into their own personalities, there is often conflicts from those forced realities into alternatives. And, and so their, their mind becomes even more impressionable, just like it was when they were learning their language at the beginning of life. Um, um, so, so all of all of the development that we we claim under the concepts of of faith and the concepts of 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 just growth are really are really forced on us and and i remember um in the study of 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 dialoguing about who we are and what we have and what we can do in christ um 
I remember and I'm reminded of a passage of scripture, and we're going to go to uh, our foundational texts just in case I don't get to them. It's Habakkuk chapter 2, and then we're going to go to Colossians chapter 2. Hopefully in these next two lessons I can really lay out a a, a systematic plan of development that really helps us. Lord Jesus, I sound like from the heart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it was to lay out an agenda, rather, of, of, of study that really pr- provokes us to really engage into understanding what faith is all about. Because you're going to need faith in order to function with God. Okay, faith in in the light in the lenses of law, in the lenses of life, and in the way of love, love love being the highest form of attribute that connects you to God because God is love. Law being order and conduct, um, and 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 force, which we know is is how it functions. But then the lifestyle is the is the pattern in which we willfully chose to submit to when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord. The scripture says to live is Christ. And one of the, the awakenings to this reality of philosophy is that philosophy says there's a, there's a certain, certain questions that you ask to come to certain conclusions. And depending on how strong those, uh, those questions are, answers will develop the confidence and the trust that you need to uphold those, those discovered realities. And in that process, you, you come to terms with absolutes or choices or faith. You know? And that's why faith is always assumed as trust and confidence. But it's even more so in the in the eyes of God. The natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Isn't that what Corinthians, the address to the Corinthian church is? But we're not going to um, Corinth uh, to discover our our concept of faith. We want to go to the prophecy unit of faith. And of course, you know, in the minor prophets and the major prophets, is not necessarily based on level of importance, but more so the quantity of the words in which they were transmitting. In the captivity from the Chaldeans, the the um, the prophet Habakkuk is raised. Now, many people Habakkuk or or Habak, you know, various various dialects um, create his name into whatever uh, things. But during the time he was uh, he was uh, sent to give a prophetic word of hope to the nation of Judah uh, during. Um, during the time where the Chaldeans were attacking their civilization, okay, so so here we see he ministers uh, during the death throes. That's what they call that era of time during the for the nation of Israel through a repeatedly of their being repeatedly called to repentance. Uh, a nation stubbornly refusing to change from their sinful ways. And and their hard heartedness uh, caused uh, caused a distance from God. Yet the man of God pleads, and he has told some specific instruction. Did y'all get that that overview of the Book of Habakkuk in less than thirty seconds? He was given he was given insight to write the vision, to write what you see in the spirit and make it plain. Right. Let's let's read it right quick. It says, "I will stand upon my watch." This is him, and and will set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me. 
And what I shall answer when I am reproved or corrected by God. And the Lord answered me, saying, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that they that he may run that reader. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the time shall um but the but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Hallelujah. It says, Wait for it, wait for it, it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Now, verse 4 is very powerful. Behold his soul. He's talking about the people who receive this word, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Oh, wait a minute. So now we got to discover what what happens? Well, how was he justified? He was only justified because he heard the word of the Lord and complied to thus saith the Lord. And so this this particular address, of course, you know, um, in the first chapter there was a burden. This is this is a a time where uh, uh, he cries to the Lord, "O oh Lord, how long um, shall I cry? Will thou not hear me?" Crying out the violence, will I not save? You get what I'm saying? So he he said uh, the the first reply was, "You got heathens among you. They don't have any regard. They don't they don't understand the um, the marvelous works of God." He says, "Listen, I will work a work in your days, which ye will not." Believe though it be told you Here, Here's the origin of faith God's involvement in, uh, in the scheme of things In the scheme of history God's involvement for humanity exists And, 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 and listen He said listen I'm going to be doing some things But most of you ain't even going to believe what I say <laughs> Don't that sound like today's time our approach to how we come to know God and how God is involved in our time and generation almost seems irrelevant and elusive. And people are not gravitating to godliness like they should. That doesn't discredit uh, the, 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 the authoritative impact and imprint on history. We as the body of Christ have to learn how to engage into the while we look not at the things which are seen Because we know that the things which are seen are temporary But the things which are not seen are eternal We have to learn how to engage into an eternal perspective That keeps us focused on the realities that are still at work Even though we do not naturally see the effect of, of its working And that's what faith is all about Your soul is lifted up and yet, though you don't see everything going on, God is in the midst, working things out for his plan and his future that is locked in visions for the future ahead. But you, as, as the person who receives the impressions of his heart, who receives the revelations and the, uh, the encounters uh, that are, are created through supernatural endowment, you who get this, 
You who get this by by an impression of heart, by uh, uh, an appreciation of history, by an association with the supernatural, you who get it, you have to write it and make it plain and be justified in it. You have to be secure in it so much so that your life emits the faith. And it brings us back to overcoming the world. And, of course, we've been talking about the overcoming way, which is an intimate approach to know God more faithfully or more intimately so we can serve him more faithfully. We talk in in the overcoming way of how it starts with God provoking our thoughts life by awakening insights on redemption and righteousness and reconciliation as a mandate and then recovering and reforming us to um, the restoration and the restorative strengths of the divine nature, which empowers our awareness of God's plan. And that's what faith does. So what better way to conclude uh, or to, to surmise our overcoming way with faith? And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. How do we do that? We develop a philosophy. We develop a standard of learning that provokes us to look deeper into what we have and what we can do and who we are. Now, I've been saying that over and over, and I know I may sound a little redundant, but we're trying to get some place in the Word and to get some place in our relationship with God that when it's time to stand in faith, we will not waver with the things that are set to distort the quality of our perception. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are what you think. Your reality is a result of your thought life. And so you show, uh, you, you, you unlock and unveil the mentalities within. You, you see what, what's taking place without you or, 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 or around about you. Amen. Glory to God. So overcoming must translate the life of Christ. That's one of the first points that we said in the overcoming way. It must transform our every every area of our life, our relationship with God, our righteous resolve, and our reliance upon the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, most of us have not, we, we resolved that we have a relationship with God, but we have not resolved that we're going to emit that same lifestyle in pattern, and that's where faith begins. And it's easy to create a counterfeit faith, and that's just to distort the life that is necessary to exist in faith. So if I don't get to anything but life in this, in this opening, I've done my job. Because this is, this is the promise that, that, that the vision was unfolded for. Look at your life. The, prophet, the prophetic of people can plead all they want, but until their, their life rids themselves from, from maliciousness, rids themselves from maturity issues, rid, rid themselves from, from not becoming men and women of God, then you will continue to see uh, uh, this perpetuation and these distortions of faith. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a law faith working by love. Now, let's look into the concept of philosophy. Philosophy seeks to answer, now I want you to hear these questions. What's out there? 
how do I know about what's out there? What should I do because of what's out there? <laughs> what actions are permissible and what life what uh, what life can what life can be like now that I know that it's out there? Did y'all hear what I said? I just defined philosophy. Of course, you know there are five branches of philosophy. Anybody who's gone to school knows this, that philosophy is an investigation of ethics. It's an investigation of metaphysics. It's an investigation of politics. It's an investigation of what else? Uh, 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 ethics. Uh, uh, the, the proper word. Let me let me make certain I get this for you because I, I just want you to know. Uh, I just want you to know the branches of of philosophy because it's it's important that you understand we're just not coming up with religious rhetoric. <laughs> so many times, uh, um, uh, when we when we we study metaphysics, epistemology, um, ethics, politics. Um, ethistics, which is the study of art, the study of force, um, is politics is the study of force, ethics is the study of action, um, et- epimology, which is the study of knowledge and metaphysics, the study of existence. So every form of philosophy, anytime you have a philosophy, you need to understand why it exists, how we come to know, the actions it requires, the force that it contains, and the attributes which display it. Did you get what I'm saying? So I've said it so many different times, but it, in all of them it asks, what is out there? How do I know about it? What should I do about it? What actions are permissible? What can it life be like now that I know? That's that's what it's asking. No matter what, um, if it's the philosophy of religion or the philosophy of of, of of, of corporate America, if it's the philosophi behind leadership, if it's the ph- philosophy behind sexuality, sensuality, sociality, whatever it is, it's going to answer, how do I know about it? What's out there? How do I know about it? What should I do about it? What actions are permissible? And what life can be like? And remember, when we discover our relationship with God, that's what we're answering. That's what we're doing, and that's the basic knowledge that we're trying to achieve in order to develop maturity so God can take us on to places of um, places and awarenesses of things that we cannot perceive naturally. This is our natural job. This is our natural responsibility. This is our natural inclination to find out what's out there, why we are here, what do we do about it. These are the questions of the soul that we deal with all the time. It's a philosophy. Do you get what I'm saying? And faith then must be translated. And, of course, we know that faith is a supernatural force that's allotted by God to function based on our actions, based on what we believe to know is from God. But we have to know who the source is of our faith. And the source, Jesus says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, why do we look unto him? Let's go to John chapter 1. Why do we look to Jesus? If, if I don't say anything else, I want to I want to hit this because I think this is is the nutshell. And we always claim we read scriptures and say we know this, but until he becomes preeminent and he becomes deity in in our discovery of who God is, then we are we we really don't have this. 
see, Christ Christ has to become deity. It can't be just the man that walked three years on the earth that transformed disciples and called people to be saved and come into the kingdom of God. It has to be the final authority and the full effect um, immersed in us, and that's what we have. We have too many Christians out there that are walking around saying, I believe God, but everything that, that they function in is totally contrary to God's nature, to God's standard, to God's heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if if that don't get you wet, I don't know what gets you wet. Praise the Lord. Gets you excited about the things of God. So, uh, and the reason why I say that is because we need to understand this. Here's some here's some powerful scriptures about faith. And when I when I say um, get you wet, I mean inspired. If that doesn't get you wanting to know. If, if 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 your questions don't, if your questions behind the concept of faith doesn't awaken you to search, then you're missing the point. Now, here's some scriptures that I want you to remember. Romans fourteen twenty three says, "Whatsoever is not of faith is sin." Right now, it says in in Mark nine twenty three, "All things are possible to to them that believe." Right. But it says, with, uh, if you have a grain as a mustard seed, right, nothing, nothing will be impossible for you. So you mean to tell me, a, 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 anybody ever seen a grain seed of a mustard seed? It's not even the size of a, a, of a broken nail off your finger. That means that quantity of faith unlocks you unto unlimited possibilities. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you have a gra- faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. And if you believe and not doubt, you'll have whatsoever you say, right? Do you hear the? <laughs> do you hear how the scripture introduced the potential behind faith? Our perceptions are really not enlightened to the, the massive uh, uh, unlimited possibilities that are awakened by faith because we look faith through religious lens. And we're going to talk about that because the scripture tells you, beware the seeing the man spoil you through vain philosophy and not have the crack. Now, we, we, can, we can say we believe God, but I really, I really need to know today if, if, if your faith is translating your reality Huh? Your, is, is your faith awakening your reality? You know Romans one twenty six or Romans one sixteen rather it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe. You you understand that faith, faith listen Faith is awakened through the reality of Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we need to understand why he is the author and the finisher of our, our faith. John 9, um, 9, 5 says he is the light of the world, right? And then John chapter 1 introduces us to who he is. Now, let's read this. It says, in the beginning was the word. The word was 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 with God, and the Word was God. Of course, Jesus is the personification of the Word. The same that was in the beginning was with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. 
in him, he's talking about Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. So in John chapter 1 and John chapter 9, we see that Jesus is the light of the world, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man, there was a man sent from John, sent from God, whose name was John. The same came to bear witness um, of the light, that all men through him might be believed. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now let's keep reading because we read this all the time, but I think we we don't translate that this this is a this is a this is a collision to, from for humanity to meet divinity. This is the the collision. This is the God man merging manifested in the scripture. This is where humanity of is affected by divinity. God comes in flesh because he because he embodies, he carries he carries the light and the life of God within him and and as we come in contact with him everything about us which was dark, which was void of life, which was void of light becomes alive. Because we have come in contact with Jesus, Hallelujah! And and see, we might think that's fundamental, like, but really, if Jesus is not translating light into every area of your life, then you need to rethink your salvation. You need to rethink if you got this faith down pat. It says he was not the light. This is John, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So every man has the potential and has the awareness instinctively within them that they 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 that they are one with the light. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world what? Knew him not. He came to unto his own and his own what? Received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. You can replace that word power with faith. To them gave he faith to become what? Sons of God. Even to them, which what? Believe on his name. Now let's go to Romans 10. <laughs> Since y'all, I mean, I just want to make certain because I, y'all just saw I just did something different. I inserted and changed, inter, uh, intermingled or interchanged the word power with faith. Well, let's go to Romans 10 and classify why I did that right quick. And, and these are things that we must do. Romans 10.10. 10. It says, for with the heart man what? Believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made what? Unto salvation. But of course it gives you the process that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Don't that sound like power? It translates. It translate what you what happens in your heart and what comes out your mouth, which is really what's in your head, because the word is nigh thee and it's even in thy mouth and in thy heart. It's in your motive. It's in your mentality. And you, do you see what I'm saying? The word of faith, which we preach, huh? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Did we just not define faith in that process? Hello. So our 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 collision, our humanity, when we come in contact with the Lord Jesus, should awaken faith in our hearts. So the just shall live by faith. Our initial contact with God should awaken faith in our hearts. That's the philosophy of faith. 
When we come in contact with Jesus, everything changes. Hallelujah. Now, when 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 then that then that qualifies philosophy. Jesus answers, "What's out there?" Jesus answers, "How do I know it's out there, and what I do about it? What should I do about it?" Jesus answers, "What actions are permissible?" Jesus answers, "What what life can be like now that I know that it's out there? Who is out there? God." The creator of heaven and earth, the, exi- the, the, the self-existent one, the all-holy and righteous God. This is the very foundation. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? How can you build righteousness off of a shaky foundation? Your foundation must be sure. Is Jesus pure in your eyes? Is Jesus having full effect in your faith? Is he the author and finisher of your faith? And if, and if you go to trying to exert energy to create realities of faith without a consciousness of Jesus being Lord, owner, ruler, controller, and sustainer, then everything that you're building under the disguise of faith becomes deception and is based on your philosophy not being secured. Now, I, I, I knew I had a long web, and I went kind of deep with it, but I wanted to bring you back into the, uh, uh, the awareness that if in him we live, We move and have our being. He is the source of life because God made him the light of the world. In him was the life and the light of men, and darkness comprehended it not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power. See, my my question is, have you received the Lord Jesus? When when I go back to when I when I see that people are saying they having challenges with their faith and they are not getting this overcoming concept that should be uh, awakened to the nature of the Holy Spirit, I'm going back to the foundation. Say, did you to receive the one that gives you power to become the sons of God? Are you not ashamed? Has the gospel taken full effect? Amen. Now. Philosophy is the study of knowledge. Now, I gave you that what philosophy seeks to do, but now I'm giving you the definition of philosophy. Philosophy is the study of knowledge through the discovery of disciplines, investigations of nature, searches for truth, revelations of characteristics and attributes. Let me read it one more time. It's the study of knowledge. Through the discovery of disciplines, investigations of nature, searches for truth, revelations of characteristics and attributes. Five five distinct functions of of philosophy is is to develop disciplines, investigations of nature, searches for truth, characteristics, and attributes. That's five five things. Now, the scripture indicates, let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Now, I always tell you that Colossians is set to do one thing, bring up the awareness of the supremacy of the Lord Jesus and to bring him forefront to the foundation of what you should be as his church. When the, the church of Colossae was an established group that was something that was preserved through the corruption of the Roman Empire, they were preserved after 50 years of the um, apostolic wave that hit the church of Antioch and those other primitive churches. Now they were gone away, and another generation is awakened, and Colossae is brought in the latter parts of the epistles to the church. And in this particular address, 
the the the, the foundation is is being tested by the infusion of contradictory uh, devices and manipulations to distort the purity of the effect of our faith, which is Christ in us. So it reveals to us in Colossians the supremacy of Christ. Now let's go to Colossians. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, of course, I'm not starting at the first chapter for some reason, but, I, I, I mean, I could. Of course, you know, this is a Pauline epistle. He says, since I've heard of your faith in Christ, Jesus, and your love which is that you have toward the saints for the hope which is laid upon you um, in heaven, wherefore I heard before the word of truth um, of the gospel, which has, which has come unto you as it in, in all the world and to the bright um, to bring forth fruit as it doth in you. Since that day I heard of it, ye heard of it, the grace of the gospel of truth, and ye have learned from Euphorus, our dear fellow, so, you know, he got a pastor there, a faithful minister in Christ. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.